Welcome to Building the Future. I'm your host, Kevin Horick. The radio and TV version of the show air in over 12 states. This includes both coasts and Silicon Valley. The show also airs in the UK, Caribbean, and Australia. For full show times, plus past episodes of the TV and radio show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. We just launched a free online community to connect past guests, listeners, and others. This community will allow you to network, chat on Slack, or get help with anything else, and a lot more. If you're interested in joining the community, buying some merch, sponsoring the show, or signing up for the newsletter, please go to buildingthefutureshow.com. The show is a proud media partner for the 11th Annual Media Excellence Awards, which are produced by Access Entertainment in Los Angeles, California. The Media Excellence Awards are recognized as the most influential awards show, honoring innovation and leadership in all things mobile entertainment, lifestyle, and technology. For more information on how to submit to these awards, please visit MediaXAwards.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Raji Wahidi. He's the founder and CEO of Virtual Rehab. Raji, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Kevin. Great to be on the show, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you back on the show. I, I kind of like to have um, people I've had on the show kind of, again, I, I think I was looking, you haven't been on the show in well over a year now, and, and you guys are doing, well, you were you were doing some really cool things uh, back then. You're still doing those things, but you guys have gone obviously a lot further, and I kind of want to cover your journey but before we kind of get into all that new fun stuff let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up awesome so i grew up in montreal quebec so i am canadian have been actually um several places uh like the united states um uh, in california nice i spent uh, a lot of time over there i spent some time in new york um i spent time in east asia out of Singapore. I also lived in the Netherlands. So I've been fortunate to be going around the world and uh, learning about new cultures. Sure. So walk me through kind of uh, your university career because you went to kind of a bunch of different universities and took a bunch of different things. Do you want to walk us through that? Absolutely. So um, uh, I uh, actually graduated from Concordia University, okay. which is uh, in Montreal, Quebec, yeah. um, with a bachelor's degree of uh, electrical engineering, majoring in telecommunications. Okay. Was there a defining um, moment that made you want to kind of get into that, or, or why did you take that in university? So I'll be very honest. I've always wanted to be a doctor. Okay. Unfortunately, um, that did not work out. Um, so I decided to basically go for electrical engineering. It was a hot topic back then. Okay. Um, and I enjoyed telecommunications. Um, so I said, you know, the second best choice is to go for electrical engineering. Okay. And then you went and got your master's, correct? Correct. So I got my master's also from Concordia University um, in procurement and supply chain management and business administration, okay. which was a new program back then. Um, and I'm very glad that I actually went through that program as well. No, that, that makes makes a lot of sense. So you've, you've done a ton of stuff kind of after you graduated. Um, you even kind of went back to school later on. But Correct. do you maybe want to walk us through kind of your career up until founding Virtual Rehab, maybe some career highlights along the way? 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, to your point, I did go back to school and I finished my doctorate in organizational leadership, so okay. management. Um, and, um, you know, it's all about psychology, which is very close to what we're doing right now sure. at virtual rehab. Um, but when I went to, uh, out of Concordia University, graduated with my bachelor's degree, I actually um, joined Ericsson Research Canada sure. out of uh, Montreal, Quebec. Um, I joined in as an engineer. Um, so I was a geek behind mm -hmm. computers trying to fix uh, um, the networks and help customers and progressed my career um, through the management chain um, before that. And I was headhunted by Vodafone, oh, sure. um, which is the largest telecommunications company in the world. Sure. Um, and my last uh, post with them was their global vice president of business operations um, out of uh, New York. Very cool. Um, so it was a great experience. Um, all along, I was also an active uh, volunteer with the United Nations and UNICEF. Okay. Um, so I was dealing a lot with vulnerable populations. Again, a strong link between that and virtual rehab. Sure. Um, and I was fortunate enough, Kevin, to also launch a couple of ventures. One of them was called Amelona, which was a global networking services. Okay. Um, and that existed successfully on August uh, 2012. Nice. Um, ultimately, I wanted to do something that made an impact in people's lives. Sure. Um, due to my work with the United Nations and UNICEF, and that's how we came along um, to virtual rehab. Okay. So, what exactly is virtual rehab, and what was kind of the was there a defining moment or moments that made you decide? you know what, I really need to kind of found this company and, um, and, and just kind of go for it. Love that question. And it's a great question. Absolutely. There's a defining moment. Um, as you probably know, and a lot of um, our listeners know, we have a big problem when it comes to um, those who are convicted, spending a lot of time in prison. Sure. But not only that, but uh, we have a huge problem when it comes to opioid and addiction sure. problem. Yep. Um, so we needed to do something, especially that, you know, the statistics were playing against us. For example, when it comes to prisons, 66% um, of uh, released prisoners go back to prison within three years. Wow, that's and sad. Then, very sad. And then 75% of them go back to prison within five years' time. So we clearly have a huge problem that... Uh, we need to fix, okay. okay? And then when you look at addiction, unfortunately we have similar statistics, um, if not worse. Um, you actually, we have globally 39 deaths per 100,000 populations that are uh, attributable to alcohol and illicit drug use. Wow. Moreover, drugs and alcohol, Kevin, relapse statistics may reach up to 90 that's nine zero percent following a period of recovery wow so we do have a problem kevin that unfortunately especially when it comes to addiction we seem to be replacing one addiction with another sure um, we give patients medications and unfortunately they get dependent on this medication sure and we forget to treat the mental health issues and the psychological issues that these folks are going through. Okay. Um, this is the same for uh, released 
um, prisoners. They go out in the public, and unfortunately, they don't know how to integrate with society. Right. They don't know what to do, where to go, um, and how to lead a healthy life. And unfortunately, that's why they recidivize and go back to prison. So at virtual rehab, that's exactly what we try to tackle, okay. and that's the focus of everything that we've been doing. So virtual rehab is an evidence-based solution, and the, uh, the reason why I'm saying an evidence-based solution is because researches have been conducted by leading universities around the world, along with the fact that we have ourselves conducted further pilots and rollouts to customers okay. um, in order to prove the efficacy of our solution. Sure. Okay. Which actually resulted in 87% of those folks who went through our program um, showed an improvement across various metrics okay. that we have used. Okay. Um, what are so, those metrics, just out of curiosity? Yeah, absolutely. So those metrics focus more on uh, psychological behavior. Okay. Um, and um, uh, they focus uh, a lot on uh, how do you behave with the environment that is actually surrounding you? Okay. Okay. Uh, um, if you actually give me a moment, I will tell you exactly the seven metrics sure. that we uh, measure them against. So sure. one, we focus on p problem recognition and acceptance. Two, openness to change. Okay. Three, locus of control. Four, decision-making influences. Five, emotional intelligence and regulation. Okay. And last but not least is motivation and resilience. Okay. And of course, under each category, there are several metrics which our physicians and therapists helped us define and measure against those metrics accordingly. Okay, interesting. So how did you guys kind of get you know, your technology actually used by, you know, obviously like people in, in uh, kind of in, in prison and, and whatnot and, and kind of how did you actually convince them to start trying your, uh, you know, your program? It's a great question because it, was, it wasn't easy. Let's I just put imagine. it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't easy at all. So sure. especially um, – the solution that we're we we're providing, or we are providing, actually, is based on virtual reality and artificial intelligence. Okay. Up till now, and of course, what we will be discussing is that integration of blockchain that we're going to embark on. Um, but virtual reality, Kevin, whenever we initiated a conversation with the customer, they always thought about you know games. Yeah. Totally. And for good reason. Sure. Yeah, yeah for, for definitely good reasons. That's what have been consuming the industry so far. However, like we discussed last time I was on the show, people tend to forget that virtual reality was actually used back in 94 sure. um, by Kaiser Permanente when they used it with acrophobics, so people who are afraid of height. Interesting. And that was over 90% successful. Sure. Then they went on to use it with military combat personnel, who returned from Iraq and Afghanistan uh, with PTSD problems, so post-traumatic disorders. Sure. And that was, again, over 75% successful. 
So the moment we have these conversations, initially they had the, the typical customer does not have a clue about that, but this triggers their interest. Sure. And then we start discussing how, if we're talking in a prison environment, how we can actually help those inmates once they're released to lead a more productive life and reintegrate better in society. And we show them several scenarios of our product because okay. we're not actually an MVP, which is um, a, um, a test product. We are actually rolled out completely. Right. So we have several product suites. Um, and if it's an addiction uh, or a rehab center or a hospital that we're speaking with, we'll also describe to them how we provide certain triggers to um, uh, the patients and okay. see how they respond to these temptations. Now, what's interesting also, Kevin, is that we've been exposed to other markets. So we had conversations with the Canadian Space Agency um, who, who, who have been um, thinking of using virtual reality for astronauts. Um, sure. So we've, the, the market is quite open. Um, we, we've been also using the solution for pain management, and that's okay. why we say we deal currently with pain management um, prevention of substance use addiction and rehabilitation of repeat offenders. Okay. Having said that, we're not limiting ourselves to the market because the market is quite huge. Sure. And wherever we're going to see an opportunity for a psychological healing, mm -hmm. we will be jumping in there. Okay. Interesting. So do I like use myself as an example, if I'm struggling with something, maybe like some sort of addiction or, or trauma or something, can I just yeah. like go to one of the app stores, download this and, and start using it in my VR headset? Or do I need to be in sort of some sort of treatment program? Fantastic. So um, up till today, okay, it was our business has been a B2B business, which is business to business gotcha. environment. So we would sell it to hospitals, rehab centers, um, uh, departments of corrections, and then they would deal directly with their clients gotcha. or th their patients. Sure. The interesting part is that we've seen a lot of demand, um, a huge demand from the public for using our services. And sure. that's why we decided to integrate the blockchain technology, okay. which would provide ultimate privacy and security of all the data and all the information being submitted by those vulnerable populations. We have to remember that most of the information about these folks is available publicly. Okay. Um, and unfortunately, it exposes them and prevents them from progressing within their life. With okay. blockchain, we're changing this completely because of its decentralized model we are actually allowing these folks to submit all requests to us without identifying their name, okay. without identifying their location, without having any sort of information about these folks. Okay. And then they can access our online portal, download the programs that they wish, um, and run them and execute them and go through the experience. All what they will need is to have their own headset okay. um, or VR system, virtual reality system. Um, and moreover, what we're doing, uh, Kevin, is that we're allowing them to use what we call a VRH token. So okay. that's virtual rehab token. 
Um, it will be available on exchanges, but we're also doing a private sale and a pre-sale and a main sale, which I'm sure you'll we'll discuss later yeah, on. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um, but not only will they be able to download the programs, after the execution of the program, they will be able to request further analysis of the results that have been um, uh, achieved. Interesting. Um, and then we will use our artificial intelligence system, which is a unique expert system that we have developed in order to basically identify areas of risk, Okay. make a recommendation for the sort of treatment that the patient should be leading um, along with any prescribed medication. Okay. Okay. Since research actually, and the FDA, Kevin, has recently released a report saying that um, using an app, and we're talking only about an app here, sure. along with medication, results in 40% increase in um, the, the uh, avoidance of relapse versus the traditional 16%. So imagine drinking virtual reality and artificial intelligence into the picture. The results are augmented by um, by a lot, which is exactly what we, we, we've seen with the 87% improvement. Okay, so... And, and last but not least, uh, sorry to cut no, you no, off. No, 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 keep going. The last point is that with the VRH token, we're doing something quite unique here. If the patient actually proves to us that they have went ahead and sought um, counseling okay. and medication, we will reward those patients with VRH tokens, which they can claim straight from our online portal and use to either sell on exchanges and get money. So okay. we're rewarding them with money or they can actually use those tokens to download further programs or request further analysis. Okay. And that was the last one. No, interesting. <laughs> okay. So I, I want to get into the, the, the tokens in a second, but yeah. I, I, I have a question about what hardware do you guys kind of support at this point? So we've been supporting um, uh, uh, all along HTC Vive. So we've okay. been using HTC Vive. However, yeah. given the fact that we're going mainstream right now, we will be supporting um, all kinds of devices as okay. uh, as long as the device actually provides a good experience okay. and is efficient. Because as you can appreciate, Kevin, we're dealing with vulnerable populations. We're right. dealing with patients. We don't want them to hallucinate. We don't want them to go uh, through a bad experience. So the device must meet our standards okay. in order to actually um, go forward with it. But we'll definitely go beyond the HTC Vive in the near future. Okay. Are you going to ever go on to something like Google Cardboard or uh, Daydream, like the cheaper kind of headsets? So we're looking forward to um, Google actually doing an uh, improved version Okay. of their cardboard. Sure. Um, we appreciate that it's affordable um, and we think it's a great um, device. Uh, but we're definitely looking forward for them to enhance it even further in order to have a much better experience. Okay. No, that's that's fair because I, cause I noticed like you, obviously 
you can buy like a third party kind of controller that like Bluetooth to the your phone for cardboard, Correct. but like it's kind of hit or miss at best. Daydreams still around a hundred bucks, so um and it comes with a remote and it works pretty good, but I, I can see like just comparing it to the Vive or the Oculus, like it's kind of night and day mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Daydreams closer, but but still, right? So it is, yeah, definitely uh, spot on and, and a great comment. Um, I'm sure they will improve it. I'm sure Google is a uh, is a huge organization that will work on this. Sure. And we our our aim is to make it as affordable as possible. So we we appreciate that HTC Vive is also on the pricey end. Sure. Um, so we want to make it available to those um, to the masses. And we want to make ensure that the device is um, affordable, and that's why we're we're going to consider further devices. Sure, no, that makes sense. So I, I want to dive a bit deeper into kind of the the coin, the the token that you mentioned. What exactly? Yeah. Well, you kind of give a bit of a, a overview of it, but what exactly is it, and why did you guys kind of decide to go about actually offering it? Great question. So the reason why we've decided, I'll start with that, sure. um, is because back to the point, uh, we want to reach, we want to go mainstream. Okay. So we, we want to reach out to the masses. Again, we've seen a huge demand for our services um, from the public. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, up until this point, we couldn't do it. Uh, we strongly believe that now with blockchain technology, we will be able to um, A, provide our services, B, which is more important than A, to be very honest with you, is provide the security um, sure. and the privacy of the information. So we didn't want to take um, this step before because we didn't know um, what's the best route um, to uh, lead. Sure. But now that we've uh, done plenty of research and we believe that blockchain technology is um, the way to go um, with this. Um, no, okay. No, that makes sense. So how does it kind of work if I have a headset that you guys support and I kind of want to get started with something? Like, Can you walk me through kind of that journey? Yeah, absolutely. So all you need is obviously the headset sure. and uh, to have the VR system, as we say, virtual reality system. And then... Once we uh, integrate the blockchain technology, we'll be able to log on to the online portal. Okay. Uh, virtually, we have this online portal and um, download the program uh, onto your PC. And your PC needs to be, or a computer, I should say. Um, your, your computer needs to be um, uh, of high standards, high graphic cards, um, and it's capable of supporting a virtual reality system. Unfortunately, um, it does consume a lot of power. Sure. Um, so that's why you need a, a pretty strong computer. Um, and then once you download that, you just run the program, put on the headset, and go through the experience from beginning to end. Okay. And while you're doing that, we're capturing information uh, and detail about uh, the experience that you're going through and the decisions that you are making. Um, at the same time, currently uh, in centers, we, we, we measure heart rate, blood pressure, um, things that actually could help us more when, it, when we're using artificial intelligence to predict the behavior um, 
or your behavior okay. in the future um, and how you would react to it accordingly. Okay, so, so if I down, so I, I have it up and running and I'm in this virtual environment, you kind of touched yeah. on it quick, but like, what am I doing or does it really depend on what, what I'm kind of, what I'm getting treated for? Um, we, we have customized okay. treatments okay. based on uh, the the issue on hand. Okay. Um, what you're doing within the environment that you were ex- being exposed to certain triggers. Okay. So the common theme, Kevin, that we have across all our programs is that we focus a lot on cognitive behavior and exposure therapy. Okay. So what we expose the patient to things that they fear things that they have been doing and and um, find it difficult to stop doing. Uh, we focus on what are their priorities in life. So, for example, for those who um, leave prison, um, we try to, one of our programs tries to educate them on the ways of life. What are your priorities in life between um, family or love or uh, friends or what have you? And then we allow them, we give them a point, uh, several points and they assign these uh, points to the values. Okay. And then we ask them to go out in the environment and look for certain um, chests. Okay. And within these chests, there are additional values that they will find and try to collect. And whenever they find these values, Kevin, they will be given additional points. Okay. Then they would go on to actually, uh, we, may, we try to gamify it in order to make it more entertaining because we don't want to have the pressure of, uh, a co- the constant pressure of questioning that they go through uh, right now in a rehab center, for example. Okay. Um, so we make them, for example, throw a pebble into a basket. Okay. And if they successfully uh, throw the pebble into the basket, another um, theme or another um, uh, priority uh, is shown, and they get points for that. Okay. And then the last step uh, of the program would be to actually have a one-on-one therapy with a blackboard, for example. Okay. They they would be asked, for instance, what will happen to you in case in five years' time you do not change. How will that impact you from a financial perspective, from a family perspective, from a psychological perspective, and what have you? And every single response, we give them like 20 seconds. Okay. Um, We record these responses, and these responses can be used further by therapists to have a meaningful discussion. Okay. We find that better than actually having a therapist putting you in a chair and questioning you and feeling the pressure of saying the right answer or else you're in big trouble. Interesting. Okay. So how long, well, I, I guess it really depends, but like how much to kind of a time commitment um, is it? Is it like, is it per session, like kind of weekly? How, how does it kind of work? Okay. So how uh, how long first uh, there's two bits of the question here is that sure. how long does the program actually take to execute sure and you you're absolutely right that really depends on the individual it could take between um at least it would take 20 minutes and it could okay. take up to an hour okay it really sure. varies 
Um, the second part of the question, um, which I forgot, what, sure. what was the second part? Like, okay, so like if I'm in this 20 minutes or an hour, oh, yeah. is it like three yeah. times a week? Is it w once a month? Do I just do it correct. once? How does that kind of work? Yeah, correct. So what we've been doing so far is that we're recommending that this is something that has to be executed on 30 different sessions, three zero. Okay. And we always say that um, it is recommendable to have a one-day break between uh, one session and another. Okay. And we also advise that th these sessions should not last for more than uh, 45 minutes. Okay. And that's medically medically proven that it should be between 30 and 45 minutes that a patient goes through the experience because of the fact that unfortunately this may result in a hallucination oh, um, because you know you're you're actually in a virtual environment and you're completely disconnected from the world so you don't want them to stay there forever sure um, and two um, if the program is poorly done um, which is not our case but just to highlight it could result in nauseousness Sure. Okay. And this yeah. Fair. Nauseousness is really bad. <laughs> no. Fair enough. And anybody that's kind of followed the virtual reality space, that was actually like a huge issue with some of the early headsets, right? Like that was years Definitely. ago. But, but like even I and I had experience with that. Like where, if I was on like a roller coaster, for example, I'd be fine. But if I was like walking around just in a village, I would feel so nauseous. It was weird. So. I, I know exactly what you mean, and anybody that tried some of the earlier headsets will, will know exactly what, what I'm talking about. <laughs> totally, totally, absolutely. Especially those rides, Kevin. There, there were a couple of rides, uh, apps for rides, sure. and roller coasters, and they were, uh, unfortunately, they were horrible. And you would feel like you want to throw up. Yeah, it's interesting, right? So, yeah. um so I, I'm curious, though, to maybe step back a little bit. Maybe my own mm -hmm. fascination is we, we haven't talked in, you know, just over a year now. Where, like, walk us through kind of your journey of where you kind of were a year ago to where you are now because you guys have grown a ton. You've added a bunch of stuff. You guys are, you know, adding in blockchain and, and doing this, uh, you know, uh, kind of token sale and and we just talked about that but like walk us through some of the other kind of big kind of milestones that you guys have hit since we last chatted yeah no absolutely thank you for raising this um i'm i'm very glad and pleased to say that after um such a long time since we last caught up and thank you for this opportunity once again um we've we've had major successes to mention okay so First of all, from a product perspective, as I mentioned, our product is evidence-based solution now with proven efficacy results that are approved not by virtual rehab, but by physicians, psychologists, and therapists, which is sure. huge, very important, totally. especially in this market. And then again, the 87% of participating patients uh, who have shown an overall improvement across the metrics that were, or the categories that I mentioned earlier was also a major accomplishment. So from a product perspective, we're, we're very, very satisfied. And we're hoping that the integration of blockchain will, will allow us to do more. And also we'll, we'll keep on improving, improving our own solution on artificial intelligence solution. So that's from a product perspective, Kevin. Okay. Now, 
from a an achievement recognition and rewards perspective um i'm i'm just going to mention a couple of them that we've uh, we've uh, attained over the past several months sure so one kevin we were described by the U, U, us united states digital government head his name is justin herman okay as a capability I quote, a capability that is very, very promising for public services. And that's coming straight from the U.S. government. Very cool. Uh, Congrats, man. That's so, huge, actually. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, Kevin. Um, second second uh, achievement that we've had is that we were the only virtual reality artificial intelligence company that was included in the United States Department of Justice Institute of Corrections wow. Environmental Scan Report. Very cool. So that's another uh, achievement that we're extremely proud of. Um, we were able to partner, Kevin, with um, uh, uh, with several organizations um, across North America, Europe, Middle East, and uh, the APAC region. For example, uh, the, uh, the United Arab Emirates actually reached out to us. A lot of those partners reached out to us and told us cool. we like what we are doing. And we'd like to take it to your market. Does it mean that we're in in every single market? The answer is no. Sure. But it means that we've placed a footstep in the market, and it's a matter of time when we actually enter and start expanding even further. Sure. Uh, we the next couple are dear to my heart, being Canadian. So sure. uh, I'm I'm very glad that we are the only company that represented Canada as part of the Canadian delegation to Arab Health in Dubai oh, very um, cool. last year. So, uh, of, of course, there were Canadian companies on the ground, but we're the only ones who actually went from Canada and represented the Canadian, um, uh, to, uh, represented Canada over there. Very cool. Um, we were also, Kevin, selected as one of Canada's most promising high-growth life sciences companies, and we were invited to the Doze of the Valley um, uh, which is um, in California, San Francisco, and we were recognized over there for what we've uh, accomplished, and it, that that's huge. That is huge, um, actually. That's really great, man. Congrats on all that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and also, um, we were featured by Microsoft leadership team at the Microsoft Inspire Innovation Session last year. Okay. So they spoke of virtual rehab and the fact that we're we're leading a transformation, and and uh, we will hopefully make an impact into this world. Um, we were nominated by the Wall Street Journal for the D-Life Startup Showcase, which happened in Laguna Beach, California. Very cool. Um, we were ranked by the Spanish media as the first option for training correctional officers and rehabilitation of offenders uh, using virtual reality. Sure. And cool. last but not uh, last but not least is that we were featured by the media across over twenty eight countries around the world. Wow, that's great, man! Congrats on all that. That's that's huge. That's a huge year, right? Thank you, thank you, Kevin. Well, well uh, we're still having our baby steps. I think uh, next year will be even more transformational for us. Yeah. But we're definitely very happy for what um, we've accomplished uh, so far, and. Honestly, it's thanks to people like yourself, Kevin, who are helping us reach more audience and expanding our mission to more people. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I'm curious, though, 
You mentioned something just with micro when you mentioned Microsoft, I, I got thinking about they're building that AR um, headset. Do you mm-hmm. see you guys ever moving out of or maybe not out of VR or like offering some um, things in in kind of augmented reality where you know you you're basically adding digital objects in the physical world through a headset? Are you guys ever so, thinking of doing something like that or it doesn't really make sense for what you guys are doing? No, the answer is actually, um, uh, you, you, you've probably read our business plan. <laughs> <laughs> so the actual, the answer is yes. Sure. We're, we're looking into that at the same time. Um, uh, we're parking it for now because we're focusing on um, trying to penetrate one market at a time. But, you know, the virtual reality and augmented reality are closely linked to each other as well as mixed reality. Okay. So w- we realize uh, there's a need and actually customers have told us that there's a need for that. So uh, absolutely. And it will be coming hopefully um, in, in the midterm, mid to long term. Okay. Because I, I guess part of me says that like, I know Microsoft hasn't launched their headset yet, but in, in some cases, like I, I would be shocked if they wouldn't like kick you guys some money and say, you know, bring, help bring that to, in, onto their platform, right? Because I think to your point kind of early on, I, I think a lot of these kind of headsets um, are, are kind of known for gaming and kind of nerds. And sure, like mm-hmm. I would put myself in, in that boat. Like I have my own kind of um, headsets and we have a couple at work and I, I play with them, you know, to play games. I've, you know, built some software around <laughs> it. But I, but I think um, it, it's going to become more and more kind of mainstream and more and more people are going to use them for other things outside of than just gaming, right? And so I think getting the public kind of used to the fact that, you know, it will be, you will probably try one for a handful of different reasons throughout your kind of probably life, um, you know, kind of either immediately to within probably the next three to five plus years, you'll probably start seeing them kind of all over the place. I agree, totally. So the good news is that we've actually had conversations with Microsoft mm-hmm. and they have been extremely supportive, especially the Very head cool. of government services. And they see us, well, that's one of the reasons they promoted us also as part of the Inspire um, session, which is basically where all their suppliers come into a single meeting and discuss things together. So we've had initial discussions um, uh, I, we're looking forward to resuming them sure. in the future. No, that's fair. I, I, I totally get that. And you got to kind of yeah. focus, right? So I'm yeah. curious though, obviously um, we talked about kind of the cost of the hardware, but there's there's got to be a huge cost to kind of build this stuff and kind of keep it current because with anything technology, you're basically on a yearly cycle of, of new stuff coming out how do you guys kind of keep what you guys are doing kind of relevant and, and still kind of working on on kind of older and newer headsets yeah no uh, that's that's a really good question so um just on the point of cost you're absolutely spot on the the, the development is quite expensive sure the headsets back in 94 were <laughs> extremely expensive which sure. was prohibitive for them to enter the market um, and now luckily everything got reduced now what what we offer Kevin is 
you, you, you'll be happy and uh, our listeners would be happy to know that it's a fraction of the price sure. that is being paid in a, in a rehab center or even the cost that it takes for a prisoner to stay in a prison environment or in a jail. Okay. Um, we spend a lot of money um, uh, on um, inmates and prisoners in jail um, and unfortunately, when they go out not fully rehabilitated, we spend even more money when they return. Sure. So um, we're able to do that at a fraction of the price. Okay. Um, a lot of um, our programs can be used for multiple customers. However, we try as much as possible to tailor each program to the customer needs and specific situation. Sure, okay. which makes sense, right? That's just like any treatment. like you and I aren't going to get the same treatment for something because we're not the same person and we didn't have the same experience. They might be similar, but quite different, right? Precisely. Yeah. Okay. On. So yes, we, we try to customize as much as much as possible. The only programs that we share uh, are the ones that are generic, sure. um, that share, you know, what are the true values that you should have that okay. that's a common theme across everyone. So um, we, we share that, but everything else is customized. Um, I don't know if I answered your question. Does, does that actually answer your question, or um, is there a second part? No, I, I guess just like um, how, how big is your software team then? So we have, we have uh, um, several folks. So we are, we're a team of 10 currently, okay. um, and we also have partners sure. um, that help us um uh, in case there's uh, a big workload um and uh, these are trusted partners that we've worked with in the past and um we'll continue our partnership uh, throughout okay no very cool and then so i i guess i, I do want to dive a bit deeper on on the pricing side for kind of institutions mm -hmm. like you you mentioned that it's a lot cheaper but like how much cheaper is it than kind of traditional um, kind of rehabilitation? Let's put it this way. Um, obviously the price is not fixed because okay, sure. it, yeah, okay. it, it varies on the institution, um, the size of the institutions and how many patients. Um, having said that, um, the typical price um, is, uh, once we assess the market, is pretty much 10 to 15% of what they pay right now. Okay. Which is, w would bring a lot of savings to them because all what we charge for is the hardware, which right. is an, a third, third party. Then we, ha we charge for our software license. Okay. And then we charge for basically the actual programming that uh, is requ uh, required. And last but not least, any support that we need to provide um, depending on the level of support, then we provide uh, a charge to that. But all in all, that costs, we typically request from the customer what are they spending as of today, at, along with market research, and we provide them at typically 10 to 15% okay. of that cost. Got you. Okay. So I, I know we kind of covered this throughout the show a little bit, but like, where do you guys go from here? Because you guys are doing a ton of stuff. You're, you're obviously breaking into new markets. You're getting recognized for that. But where do you guys mm -hmm. kind of see this going in the next few years? And maybe not necessarily just with you guys, but kind of the whole VR, AR kind of space. 
So I think we, we will have a very bright future when it comes to VR and AR space, um, Kevin. Um, if you actually look at several statistics okay. um, that are out there and researchers that have been conducted by, you know, Goldman Sachs, global industry analysts, and even allied markets research, um, you can tell that the future is virtual and augmented reality. And obviously blockchain. Blockchain is huge right now. Everyone uh, is in blockchain. There's There are a lot of doubts. There are a lot of regulation, uh, uh, regulatory issues sure. that we need to fix. And it will get fixed. Yeah, but the fair. technology is not going anywhere. Um, market is crashing. I know a lot of our, uh, the listeners are like, what are you talking about? Market is in the loo. But you know what? <laughs> it's it 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 is what it is. This is what happens when when a product is not mature. Sure. It's a high risk, high reward. Yeah. Um, once we get to the point where everything is stable, it will become the stock market, and we won't see you know the thousand percent increases and what have you. So with any typical cycle, it needs some time before it stabilizes. Now, why VR and AR is the future? It's because it is estimated. Um, Kevin, that by 2025, the VR AR industry will be an $80 billion industry. Wow. Okay. And $5.1 billion out of that will be focused on healthcare, which okay. is fantastic. Yeah, wow. Okay. That's, not a huge, that's great. Obviously, not a huge portion because a lot of it is going to still go to gaming, but you know, a $5.1 billion is a fair share out of 80 billion sure yeah and then that's huge look, right uh, absolutely and when you look at the cumulative annual growth rate for um virtual reality uh, over year on year it's 73 percent. so we're definitely heading in the right direction Go, add to it artificial intelligence and right. blockchain technology and you can augment this by even more Sure. No, I I 100% agree. I I think we're we're just kind of at the beginning stages of this stuff, and I think um, it's interesting because, like, why I I think people nowadays are are busy. They're traveling. They're either maybe they don't have time or want to make the time to actually maybe go to a certain thing, but they want kind of help with something. And if they can just kind of do it at home for 20 minutes for a couple of months, you know, you could probably you could help a lot more people than kind of, I think, the traditional system. And I'm not saying that I like the traditional kind of, you know, you go and talk to somebody in person face to face will go away because I I don't think it will, at least any maybe in my lifetime. But I I think (laughs) just having the ability to actually have. you know, like something like you guys where I could get help and then maybe I have to go see somebody um, once or twice or, or whatever, right? Just I think will help a lot, right? Or help a lot more people with maybe just kind of more mild cases of things that they're struggling with. Totally. And uh, and just to support that even further, when you look at the older generation, um, once you get older, you your mobility becomes less and less. Mm-hmm. However, that doesn't stop you from wanting to travel, to see new places, to experience new things. You'd be surprised. Uh, with virtual reality, we can take them to these new places, make them experience all of this. And it, it, psychologically, it helps them big time. Sure. 
No. So, no, I totally agree with you. Yeah, that's it's going to be interesting. Keep going. Sorry. Sorry, Kevin. Can I just backtrack a little bit because yeah. I spoke about spoke about our awards, but I didn't speak of the awards that are advisory board because we have an amazing advisory board, and I I think it's worth mentioning the awards that they received over the past couple of months. Sure. Um, we have a couple who uh, the first one is uh, Phil Fasano, who was the CIO of ex CIO of Kaiser Permanente. Permanente sure. Um, a huge um, uh, group, a medical group in the United States. He was also um, uh, end of last year inducted into the CIO Hall of Fame, which I had no clue yeah, that I, it existed. I had no idea either. <laughs> That's very cool, though. That's it has apparently hundred the best or the top hundred CIOs from around the world. Wow! So we're very fortunate to have him on our uh, advisory board. Yeah, that's a huge deal, and, actually. Uh, it's definitely a, a major accomplishment for Phil, and we're very proud of him and proud to have him on board. Um, and the other accomplishment that we, uh, one of our advisors has realized is Doctor um, uh, uh, Doctor Jeff Pfeiffer. Was Canadian based out of Australia. Sure. Um, he was the 2017 Global Research Award recipient for corrections. Oh, very cool. So two major accomplishments that we're very proud of. And I think if anything, speak for the amount of experience that these folks bring to the table. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that's great. Um, but we're out of time. So Let's maybe close the show with mentioning where people can get more information about all the stuff we kind of talked about today and uh, virtual rehab. Absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you for your time. Thank you for the opportunity once again. Of course, man. Uh, love being on your show. Um, uh, I guess the, a lot of the information that you can now um, get about virtual rehab is please go to our website. Once again, it's HTTPS www.virtualrehab.co that's co.com and we've we have our white paper on the website we have all the information about our token sale um we have our telegram group if, in case you have any questions about the token sale the way the vrh token works how we're integrating the complete solution please reach out to us on any of our social media accounts and we'll be more than happy to help Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to be on the show and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day, man. Thank you so much, Kevin. Appreciate your time. Thank you, man. All right. Okay. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. To join the free community, buy some merch, sponsor the show, or sign up for the newsletter, please visit the website at buildingthefutureshow.com. The music for the show is done by Electric Mantra. You can check them out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.